0: Patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more.
1: Welcome to
0: Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? I'm
0: delightful. What are we talking about today?
1: Well, I, I was looking through reader, uh, not reader requests, listener requests that have been coming in over the summer when we took a break. And um, one of the parents who reached out was saying, could you please do 300,000 episodes on the topic of punishment, discipline, consequences, etc." So I thought we'd at least do one.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if it leads to 300,000. We'll, we'll get one in, and if there's 299,999 to go, we'll, we'll get to them later. So where do we want to – this is a big topic, um, uh, maybe worthy of 300,000 episodes. Where do you want to jump in?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it's sort of notable that I, in the two books that I've written, I didn't exactly address any of these words, punishment, discipline, or consequences. I, I, I don't like the word consequences. I actually like the word because there's a Q in it. I like how it looks,
0: but I don't like
1: how it's been adopted as the word to use in our modern age. Um, and I don't like the word punishment and discipline. I don't mind because I think of it in a different way. Um, for example, when I first had my first child, he was, you know, Um, able to eat food in a high chair, but he was really little. He was a baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember saying to somebody um, that I was, I guess I said, I was already disciplining him. And this guy's eyebrows shot up and said, what do you mean? He's a baby. And I said, well, I'm not hitting him with huge sticks or anything. He was um, having the fun of, of dumping all the food and the glasses off the top of the high chair. And so I was, Um, helping him learn that, you know, if you're not wanting to eat, you can get down, but we're not making a big mess because I I really hate cleaning. So I was lifting him out of the high chair every time he threw stuff out. And that was the discipline, which is you're showing me you're done eating. And so I would take him out and then he'd go, Oh, and he, wait a minute, I was still hungry. And so then he'd ask to get back in, I would put him back in. So this, the fact that I used the word discipline made somebody think it was a bad thing, a punishment thing. Um, Because I think it does stick like that in our mind, but uh, discipline in a lot of ways is in my mind, the same as a limit, which is you decide what boundaries um, make sense to respect everybody who's living together and you set those limits and then you have to follow them up. But it's not something that's vindictive. (laughs) Um, I didn't mind how much fruit my baby ate, but if he wasn't hungry, you know, I didn't want to clean up the mess. So it's, it's a, it's a, Point of view, I think, rather
0: than. I I like discipline, uh, the self discipline side of it too, because when you help kids learn a little bit of self discipline, life just tends to flow a little bit easier for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we adults all can learn a little more self discipline too. I had to have some self discipline this morning to get my work done, but (laughs) I managed to do it. Um, So, thinking about all these things. So one thing that I see people do, I mean, obviously there's things that we need to insist on in a young child's life, but the way that we, the things that we pick and the things that we make them do because they're quote bad or to kind of reinforce their quote goodness, are just bizarre and often off topic. Um, I, I see people who love the word consequences talk about uh, things that really have nothing to do with it. So let's say, for example, your child um, uh, borrows your tools <laughs> and takes them outside, leaves them out in the rain, and they, they get kind of rusted or something. Uh. So, yeah, that's, that's your worst nightmare, isn't it? Well, a lot of times I see parents think, okay, I need to be firm, I need to reinforce that this is important, they can't just... Those are expensive can't just take my tools and ruin them and so they might say okay you can't play with the kid down the street or you can't go watch the movie at grandma's house that we were going to do or no bedtime story for you tonight or all these things that are totally disconnected the whole problem is the tools got taken and got you know not got hurt in some way so that's one aspect of it. Is this this total disconnect and a desire to, um, <laughs> a, a desire to uh, punish or get revenge? And because that will hurt, they'll think, "Oh, they'll remember this deep lesson that I'm imparting." Uh huh. And to me, that's a, a series of um, of thinking. It's a series of thinking that that doesn't help anybody.
0: What do you think about natural consequences, the natural consequences for your actions? Is that a different thing or is that a version of the same thing?
1: I don't tend to use that kind of vocabulary at all. But from what I understand from people who do, that means if if you're the adult and the kid's wanting to walk out into a rainstorm without a coat, you let them do it and they get wet. And I think that was considered a natural consequence that, okay, it's raining, You got wet.
0: Okay, so back to the tools. You leave the tools out. Uh, my my. Uh, let me see. My my uh, uh, socket wrench and a couple screwdrivers got left out in the rain by the kid. Is it is it is it okay that since they rusted a little bit that the, the kid spent a little bit of time with uh, with the steel wool uh, wiping those the that, and then oiling uh, the uh, the tools with some linseed oil, maybe a little machine oil. Uh, depends on what you got nearby uh, to put the sh- uh, tools back into working condition. And protect them from further rusting is that is that an okay result because uh, that 's what I would see as a natural consequence for leaving the the, the tool out. Um, yeah.
1: So, yeah. And I don't tend to use that vocabulary, but the the concept is right on in that we're talking about the tools. That's all we're talking about. And we don't have to get huge about trust. And I can't, I mean, trust is a long-term lifetime thing. And it's not, you haven't broken my trust over just leaving one screwdriver out or even leaving out the whole box. But yeah, it's like any kind of um, restoring justice, any time of not necessarily saying sorry, but trying to make amends, you bring the kid back to the situation, you show them the harm that is done, whether it's to the the, the rusty screwdriver or whether it's to a kid who, you know, they walked all over their painting, uh-huh. whatever it is, you bring them back to the, the scene of the crime and show them the damage and then let them know how they can help make it better. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's connected to what happened. It's not something disconnected.
0: Yeah, and doing those things without building up a lot of friction. I think when you talk about um, those things as this is a punishment for doing the thing that you did and, and, and you, you broke my trust and all that kind of stuff, it, just, it builds up friction that really doesn't need to be there in those moments, right. does it?
1: It's like spilling milk. Um, You know, you're not an evil person if you knock over your milk. Um, I mean, adults knock over their coffee all the time. Um, Luckily, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I see the damage on bits of paper here and there. So, you know, it's not a tragedy. It is, um, it might be the last bit of milk in the house, but all you have to do is go get a washcloth and show them what you do to clean it up. Um, And that's not a punishment. It's a, well, Oops, you made a mistake, you spilled the milk. This is how you you fix that. And you help them learn where the washcloth is and you help them bring it back to the situation and you help them learn how to squeeze. and eventually they'll start doing this on their own when they spill something they'll know where the dust br- brush is and where everything is that they can use as a tool to fix their mistakes cuz we all hate making mistakes and yeah. we like to know how to fix them and it fe- we feel better when we fix our mistakes
0: yeah and and those kind of experiences help build that discipline or self discipline because if you uh, you really don't like all of the hullabaloo involved in in uh, in in uh, cleaning up the spilt milk or or restoring the rusted tools, then you learn to control your body a little bit better or learn to remember to put the tools away so you don't have to deal with, uh, with that side of things. If you don't spill the milk, then you don't have to deal with getting the wash rag and rinsing it out and all of that stuff. So it is a chance to practice building those um, self-discipline st- skills as well.
1: Yeah, and I think also, you know, depending on the... The child, the age of the child, the personality of kid that you happen to have in your life, um, it may not be enough just to, you know, mop up the mess. It may be that that um, you you can't trust them to access your tools safely. <laughs> so maybe that means you say, you know what? This has happened a couple times now, so I'm going to find a different place to keep my toolbox because until you're able to ask me first <laughs> or show me where you're going to do the work and then bring them in before night falls. Um, we need to have a different plan of where I keep them because I need to keep my tools safe. So it's not a, our trust is broken and and creating all this instant friction. It's just that, you know, this is too hard for you right now. It's such a big temptation. I'm going to help you out. And for right now, we're going to have a different place where where this lives. Yeah. And then yeah. We'll try again,
0: sometime. Well, I mean, how much of the the even thought for parents of of punishment or discipline or consequences would would they wouldn't even pop into mind if adults were a little bit better about controlling the physical environment kids are in. If you are living with a two-year-old and you have a lot of breakable stuff, breakable things, uh, your your um, prized Hummel collection or whatever it is, sitting around uh, within reach of that child. Um, putting that stuff away and then it never gets touched. Really, it it takes away all kinds of opportunity for for those problems to happen.
1: Right. No, that just reminded me of a breakable story because we had this, I don't know whose it is, but it came from my mother and I think she got it from a relative before her, but it's this china tea set i don't know if it's china but it's breakable definitely breakable because we know about that Um,
0: but very breakable
1: (laughs) ceramic tea set and it was in a big box and when i was little I i was i was introduced to it and then it would disappear and then it would come back and it would disappear but eventually i got to be maybe mature enough that it could live in my closet and i would get out the tea set and do little games with it well one of my kids got really interested in doing tea parties and so. Um, with all the little animals and everybody drinking tea, so we got the family heirloom tea set, um, and within and he was very interested. But within minutes, you know, saucer broke, cup broke, plate broke. I mean, things were just breaking, and he like looked at them and they'd break. So <laughs> he, even he wasn't he wasn't hammering with them, uh, but he was his hands and his coordination weren't quite what we had thought they would be, and so. You, even if it's something intended for a child you know you never know with all these breakable things but give it a chance and you know your kids should be more important to you than the, than the things Than the things anyway there's a few fewer teacups in that box now but there's enough to have a party still
0: <laughs> not, not as big a party but still a party you
1: know the, you might have to have the pretend tea instead of the real one because it might leak out of <laughs> I something but, you know, anytime there's something that you don't want and that you feel this need for revenge, I don't know where our need for revenge comes from. I, it's, it, it's very strong in us. Um, but I, um, one family who wrote to me said that they, um, you know, they threaten consequences of taking something valuable away from the child, usually a treat that he was expecting or bedtime reading if he doesn't do whatever it is that they want. Um, And some people count down with that. You know, you hear the numbers start. Every time I hear a number, I thought, oh, gosh, you need some better tools in your toolbox. (laughs) Um, But in counting, you know, depends what the, the thing is at the end of it, but I don't usually like anything that's at the end of the counting. So that's why I don't like the counting. The,
0: count, the counting isn't good because because the result of the counting just is never never up to up to Heather's uh, standards.
1: Well, it's I mean, what could be at the end of the counting? What 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 kind of relationship could be at the end of the counting? I don't see a relationship there, and I think that's where where all of our human behavior is grounded is in relationship. So if your your kid is not you know, cleaning up their lunch plate, and they're supposed to carry it to the sink or something, and they won't, and they're in a kind of a a mood that this is not happening. And then you say, well, then you can't get an ice cream today, or you can't go to your friend's house, or I'm not going to read you a bedtime story if you don't do this. Those are, um, those don't work. (laughs) Yeah. And they confuse kids, they hurt them. I mean, when my kids are in trouble, which they definitely have done some things that you know, are not okay. Every human person does this, but we don't take away something that's pleasurable for them to teach them about this particular lesson. Um, it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's more, you know, we focus on the, the object that it is, but I mean, let's just pick on bedtime reading. I've seen so many parents because a story and a snuggle with mom or dad or whoever is so pleasurable. Um, And so they think, well, because this kid didn't eat all his grapes, no story tonight. (laughs) Um, It's not related. And there's no need to take away something that's relationship building and pleasurable to get a kid to do what it is you want. Um, It's not an instinct to reach for in your pocket to say, here, if you don't, I'm in control. If you don't do what I want, you know, month... uh, Thunder and lightning will start coming down, and and I think a kid who's in trouble and knows they've displeased the parent or the adult needs that together time even more. You know, if you had a bad day and then you find out that your favorite concert or whatever you were going to do that night was also canceled, I mean, that just puts you in a bigger funk. So if you've had a, a, a struggle. A control struggle with your child that day, you need that time, that bonding treat, whatever it is, um, more than ever, not something to be whisked away kind of capriciously.
0: Yeah, yeah, hey, you got me thinking, why, why do parents reach for some of these tools that are ineffective? I mean, part of it is they're reaching for the tools that you were used on them when they were children, the, the things that they remember from their own childhood, right? they I mean, I, mean, I had to go to my room without uh, a snack after I spilled the milk, so I'm going to make my child do th- – I mean, that's where we get a lot of our strategies, isn't it?
1: Well, I think so. But a lot of it, too, is that the strat- the ways we were brought up, not in, in my case, but in a lot of cases, the ways we were brought up, maybe with um, hitting or being sent to your room without supper or whatever, uh, people feel aren't available to them anymore. So they don't know what to do. So they're reaching for a substitute. So I think that they, I mean, this is a good instinct is to feel that I shouldn't let my kid run all over me. I should have some limits. They should be somewhat considerate and aware of the world. You know, not trying to raise a, a completely spoiled child. So there's this feeling: I need to be firm. I need to be strong. I need to not budge. And there's some, you know, there's some good things to that. You need to be consistent with your limits. But if you're too quick to jump in with something like that, it's it's. Um, I think it's a good instinct, but it's it's misguided in its application
0: and I think so many of the strategies out there are sold as quick fixes i mean you could you can you can go to any bookstore you can find a shelf full of of books written to to help uh discipline children, whether it 's on time out or or one two three good kid behavior or whatever it is and and And, and so we're
1: again yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's more counting. And so but it's it's really hard to fit things into these these systems um and I mean the systems you the, these there's authors out there that are writing these books about these these real always work always effective discipline systems and punishment systems but the the thing is it always comes back to the to the relationship and there there is no easy I don't know algorithm that you can you can put these situations into and always come out with the the result where the child learns what you want them to learn and, and uh, life runs runs smoothly. Because even when you're when you're I mean, relationships are hard and sticky and, and messy sometimes and and we we overreact sometimes and it, it's, it, this is it's just a hard thing for parents to do.
1: Yeah, nobody said it was easy. It is messy and it's long-term, but it's deep. And it's the only thing that's meaningful is this relationship method. A lot of times, you know, whether it's spilling the milk or just plain forgetting something or, um, you know, in my house, it's the, um, uh, we talked about tape recently. The kids are always borrowing my scotch tape because they can't remember where they put theirs. And so I'm trying to get them to put it back where they found it. So it can be something really small like that. But whatever it is, um, you got to work on the people to people skills and a lot of times that comes back to feelings. So why did they knock over their milk? Well, maybe because their elbow just slipped. I mean, there's a lot of non-coordination going on. Um, Or maybe they were so excited to tell you something that they didn't notice it. But sometimes, you know, it could be that there was some big feeling going on. And if there wasn't, well, now there is because they've spilled the milk or they've left your tools out or whatever it is. And they're... churning with big feelings, difficult feelings. They're embarrassed, they made a mistake, they feel shame, they're scared, they're wondering you won't love them anymore, your face has turned different looking, and there's all kinds of feelings that they're going through right now, even if there wasn't a feeling to prompt the behavior in the first place. So um, you got to start with those feelings and work with the feelings and see what's going on. Um, And that can take a little bit of time. Um, not necessarily. And sometimes humor comes in, um, you know, um, humor is a wonderful way to help dispel some of those feelings of shame. And um, a little empathy goes a long way. Uh, but I, I think the maybe it's because we watch too many movies or stories where they get their revenge, but <laughs> revenge really is not part of the equation here. <laughs>
0: and it's, it's, it's hard to think about parents wanting to get revenge on their three-year-old but I mean it does happen and
1: they can push your buttons so that you yeah I, I was just gonna say so I, go I, I I've
0: I've I've probably been there and I don't feel good about it but I think it's just kind of that emotional response where you're getting your buttons pushed and and you want to push back and so I think a lot of times we get into these power struggles that we feel like we need to win because we're the adult and the best the best choice in a lot of those is to take a breath and step back and and release the pressure that everybody's feeling and and move forward in in some some positive way and, and focus on not breaking that relationship or hurting it any deeper than you you may already be doing by your your jumping into that power struggle yeah
1: but and just to pick on the bedtime story one please don't pick on books don't pick on stories. They didn't do anything to you. It's not so if the you're books. trying to get your revenge out, don't do it on, on story time.
0: It's not the it's not the book's fault. It's
1: not the book's fault. And you know, reading is a good thing. And, and um, also if your nighttime routine gets upset and the kid doesn't get their, their normal story and snuggle and go to bed, it's harder for them to fall asleep. They're going to bed with bitter feelings um, and, and you're missing out a chance to repair that relationship. So- um, you're really denying them you. It's a bit like a timeout saying you can't have me because you did something at about twelve fifteen in the middle of the day. Now, all these hours later, I'm not gonna let myself be in your sphere. You can't have access to me. This this is a complete disconnect, a non-starter for young kids. And as an author, I particularly say, don't take away those bedtime stories. <laughs> I think this is a bigger topic, so maybe we should um, go into it. Let's wrap this
0: one up and and come back and talk some more about it.
1: One one more episode of the 300,000 on our plate.
0: Yeah, we'll check that off. This has been Renegade Rules. Thanks for listening. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Schumacher. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Uh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy... Whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.